Hello there. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. I'm your host, Claudia with a K, and I'm joined by Deck and Key. On today's episode, we wanted to talk about Gran Turismo. Let's see it, sure. As always, we would like to open with a bit of a story. Deck, what is the movie about? Cars go vroom, and then they go more vroom, and then there's a bit of talking, and then they go more vroom. Very fast from from. Short and sweet, but I was kind of hoping for a little bit more. Keith, do you want to give it a go? Think the world doesn't understand you because you're a leak gamer? Well, with just a little corporate marketing sponsorship, you can go pro and show them all they were wrong. And your dad that thought you were a deadbeat will respect you and a girl will like you. And, well, in short, this is the story of a young man pursuing his passion and using the time he used to train himself to apply himself to making it in a successful career as a professional racetrack driver. This is inspired by the story of Jan Mardenborough, a modern-day success story. Yes, it is definitely a movie that shows gaming is not a total waste of time. When the time is right, who knows? Maybe you may even make a career out of it. So I think that sums up a story uh, pretty well. But now, guys, in terms of your likes, were there bits of the movie that uh, that you enjoyed? Deck. Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. So for me, uh, the direction this took, I just really, really enjoyed it. Um, I felt like the movie just re- clicked just from the get-go. It just had this kind of a feeling of we knew what we wanted to do as a film and we did it. And I think the, in a weird way, it is kind of classed as a sports film. And I do think this is a one of those good underdog sports films. Um, even without the sports ac- aspect... It's still an amazing underdog film. And uh, I really enjoy that side of it. Also. Are you seeing that motorsport isn't a sport? Eh, no, no. As in the video game aspect. Yeah, that's not a real sport. Um, but also, visually, I thought the racing was just excellent. Uh, any of them. Even those practice races they were doing. Just the momentum. Just the feeling that you can actually get. This is one of those feelings where... I'm sitting in the chair in the cinema and I'm like, I'm just hooked. I'm just in. You know, you have me. I'm clicking with all of this. Yes, there can be aspects of it where you might go, but this is just cars going around the track. But just how it gets it across is just so smooth, so exhilarating. And I definitely found the sound mixing had this raw sharpness to it that, again, just hooked you in really it just the sounds of like each car revving just you know the build up the tension that i was trying to create really really kind of you know i feel like it's never really appreciated and i think over the last couple of years we've had a lot of i suppose car racing films or car chases in films and they've been well made you know they've always had this great direction great camera work great sound and in particular one that stood out to me in the last couple of years was ford versus ferrari and I had very, very good sound mixing. But for me, Gran Turismo definitely had just that perfection of sound mixing. It could be something that could be a sleeper hit to win awards for its sound mixing. Now, that's also credit to the venue you see the film in as well. And I do think that complemented extremely well to it. 
I want to kind of give myself a small pat on the back that I was as centre as possible I could. Not just for this film. I, I ideally want to be as centre as I can for each film. But here I definitely felt that like the way it just moved around was perfect. Of course, as this film is based on uh, a famous PlayStation game, I did notice a few nods towards the game. So the menu sound that's used in a lot of the games, I spotted here, used for, you know, little text appearing on screen, little transitions, things like that. And it did bring a little smile to my face because I didn't want to be, you know, beat over the head with how many nods and references they're going to try and do with the with the game. And I thought with just something small like that was like, hmm, I like that. There were moments, I, I think we were looking at Jan's shelf in his room. Uh, you, you could actually see other versions of the Gran Turismo. So that's one thing I've noticed. Also, now a little bit of Sony advertising, but you do see the newest PS5 controller in, in the movie as well. But it's done so subtly that you're like, that actually does make sense. I suppose you, you do see the logo at the start that it is PlayStation Studios. So of course, they're going to try and go, ah, we'll stick a PS5 in there. You're, they're ready available these days, so why not? Um, another aspect I really enjoyed about the film was the cast. You know, kind of a an underrated cast, I think, once all assembled. Orlando Bloom definitely seems to be having the most fun he's had in ages, years. You know, I'd even argue this is the most fun I've seen him in a part since even Lord of the Rings. I always thought, very good actor, always reliable. You know what? He nearly wanted me to work for Nissan by the end of it. I nearly wanted to work for Nissan too. That's how good his performance was. The new actor taking on the lead character, the biopic um, character, I think is extremely underrated. The name misplaces me now. I really felt I was going on a journey with him. He's just very likeable. You know, when I saw some of the trailers, I was kind of questioning myself, oh, this seems like a new kid on the block. Is he going to be the leading man for something like this. And I was pleasantly surprised overall. So with the direction of the film, Neil Blomkamp has really found his strength again as a director, I think. Um, I was kind of looking up what he's done over the last couple of years and kind of these small projects here and there and reading interviews with him and kind of seeing him in, you know, different kind of settings. He's kind of kind of been trying different things. And I definitely think with this one, he's kind of find a groove again. He's kind of found himself, he's in the driver's seat again um, as a director, I think. And I'm very glad for that because, look, he's early stuff, District 9, it's obviously an amazing film. I think his other stuff is also pretty good. Chappie in particular, I think, is kind of underrated. So he's one of those directors that I really hope this is going to, you know, keep him around, get him... Get him more fun projects like this. He definitely, it's definitely not something I would have associated him with. But I'm very glad now I can associate Blancamp with Gran Turismo in a a very, very well-made film. And then finally for my uh, likes, the ending race and the sequence at the end was just a fist-pumping in the air success feeling for me. Where I feel in films these days we don't really get that as much it's it's kind of a rare aspect of you know really a success a triumphant feeling at the end i feel not that films don't have happy endings anymore but they're kind of lacking that real success that sports feeling of who we've won and i do think this film really kind of sets out in that journey and it really does cap it off brilliantly and 
there is a use of uh, Moby, the artist Moby, um, his soundtrack at that end in sequence. And as I'm sitting there, I'm like, wait a minute, this this sounds familiar. And uh, very quickly checked, it was used in the ending sequence for Heat. And I just thought it just worked so well. It was just a perfect feel-good ending um, to it. Where I think if the ending was ever so slightly different, if it didn't have all those elements, I'm, I think I would have still enjoyed the film, but I don't think I would have been coming out with such a big smile on my face. Um, instead, I really think that last... 10, 15 minutes of this film are some of the best filmmaking that I think will go under the radar a little bit. People won't really, you know, remember that well. Or they might not go, oh, you know. But I do think in a couple of years, Gran Turismo might feel that little bit underrated of like, you know, uh, this is definitely video game to movie. All those kind of poor films, I'm just going to put it. Um... Are definitely gone with this. I definitely think Gran Turismo suits as a perfect nod to the video games, but it's a very, very well made film at the end of the day. Key? Uh, so, for my own likes of this film, I have to agree yeah, with the cast in this. Orlando Bloom is having a hell of a time here, absolutely loving his role. He has this optimism and let's say brightness to his character, and considering he's playing a marketing manager. You believe this is a guy who is going out there marketing himself and his ideas and believes in them and has passion in them. And Orlando Bloom really got to play that role well. And I think this was something more fun for him because he kind of believed in what the character believed and portrayed that. Another strong piece of the cast is using David Harbour. He plays the kind of coach character in this film. And you do kind of really believe the weight of the history on his shoulders. How he is really a mentor figure to these people trying to become professional race car drivers. And there's a really good bond forms between him and the main character. Archie as well, I think, actually after your description, I'm saying I think he is a really good casting for the main character. He is someone that you feel you can relate to and you want to see succeed as well. It's this person that you rally behind and that does boil down to casting as well at the same time. And this really kind of cast of characters, it gets you more invested. It is the difference between just a franchise movie and something that really kind of makes an impact. You mix in this, well, these things are just classically strong film elements and you bring in all the nods as well. So we know from racing video games that sound is a really distinguishing factor about what ones people really enjoy and the sound editing for this film is amazing. The cars, the race, it feels visceral. You mentioned Ford vs Ferrari and I think then that had a very good naturalistic tone whereas this, it feels they've kind of turned the does up to 11 a bit which is kind of, say, video gamey, but it is so rewarding. It works for its setting, I think. Yeah, it just... You might not. You might say it's kind of unrealistic, but, like, when you're watching this on a big screen, yeah. it hooks you into an experience. Yeah. That, like it's getting your heart pumping. Yeah, it raises up the BPM a bit. Yeah, uh, which is really, I think, a credit, really, for, for the sound team on a film like this. And not just the sound team do an amazing job here. The visual effects department both cgi and practical do really well here 
Blomkamp found a really strong way to mix reality and visual effects here, often overlaying the two. Like we see scenes where aspects of cars or racing hoods are overlaid onto reality and we know it's not real, but we enjoy seeing it. It's not it's this very complementary thing to the storytelling that you can go a little bit past reality and still have it something very uh, interesting and intriguing for the audience that kind of hooks them in and you see these things that you understand what is happening in the characters' minds and perception through a visual medium rather than let's say him monologuing over a radio said mm. I can see the race line no we can see the race line yeah 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 <laughs> yeah this film I think has a real good balance of things as well so it is uplifting and inspiring but it also has dramatic moments and moments that do hit hard so it doesn't fall completely idealistic there is a moment of film that is a setback and it hits hard in the movie and I think the audience are all kind of taken aback and because up to this point the movie it felt very optimistic it felt very positive and it kind of subverts your expectations at that point but in I think a really good way that gives a little bit of teeth. Claudia you're awfully quiet today. Anything you liked? I was waiting for the right moment to do uh, Davy Vishwakumar from Never Have I Ever. <clears throat> Holy moly, is that Paxton Hall Yoshida? But no, it didn't work well. But anyway, on more serious note, um, I'm actually so happy to see Darren Barnett getting casted in other things. Um, Obviously, I know he has a game upcoming. Now I'm seeing him in this. I don't know, it, it just kind of, he always puts a smile on my face. It does actually make me laugh that a guy in his 30s, I believe, gets casted as a teenager, but in a twisted way he just works i'm just kind of glad to see him show up in things now where i'm like yeah get, get that paycheck man you're you're a good actor you know i'm, I'm just kind of glad for it and yeah when i spotted him i was like oh nice it's it's this guy again you know and couldn't be more positive about seeing a an actor of his quality starting to get that little break you know it's always a good sign it's for me he's definitely a kind of a name to to watch i I think he has a lot of potential he kind of brings that nice charisma and aura around him into the movies it just meshes in really really well with other um actors as well that is him being in more kind of a lead role versus a background character he he just has this kind of charisma about him but um, then kind of moving on, obviously, I totally agree with, with both of you. The movie is building tension quite well. There is even um, a bit in the movie, and please, um, anyone who doesn't like spoilers, maybe pause or skip a um, couple of minutes. But there is a bit where there's an accident uh, on the track. And while watching, I was trying to jog through my mind to remember my research. And I even remember, Deck, I asked you uh, in the cinema um, as well. I was like, did real life Jan died after that accident? Um, And then the final race, you're like, yeah, like, go get them tiger type of a thing. It's, It's really building that atmosphere of like go get them like to the finish line i'm obviously quite glad that they decided to cast lesser known actor in in the lead role paired with 
say more established actors as well. I, I think the guy that played Jan has has not been acting for very long, maybe a few years. We would need to double check that. But he really he really suits that role well. And I think, you know, the kind of the way actors bounce off each other, they're kind of trying to elevate him. So this is how you make a lesser known actor look like a million bucks, literally. And then finally, um, I liked David Harbour's performance and his character. So he he reminded me a bit of Tim Decay's performance in White Collar, although completely different subject matter. But that kind of fatherly, honourable, haunted by his own regrets somehow reminded me of Peter Burke. I don't know, Deck, if you got that. Yeah, a little bit. Like, yeah, it's like... I do think characters like that, when they're written well, are actually, you know, an actor really enjoys a performance like that, as in they can sink their teeth into it. And, like, I've seen a bit of Stranger Things, and Harbour is obviously a very good actor, you know, he's he's well capable. But I think with something like this, there was definitely a, a comfortable vibe for him where he was like, yeah, I, I kind of want to take this kid under my wing. But you could see it in kind of an actor-to-actor actor and a character-to-character character kind of sense as well. And I think some, there, there's a scene towards the end of the film where the two guys are having a chat and it's just like this kind of... It, it's like Rocky having a chat with Apollo Creed. It was It's nearly like that where like you can nearly feel that like they're egging each other on and you nearly kind of know what's going to happen but you're also like, I want to do this. I You know, and I think... I think um, Tim Decay's... It, very, very underrated for that kind of stuff in a, a TV show kind of style. And Harbour's definitely trying to translate that very, very well to the film acting. Um, always, always quite underrated for me. Obviously, we spent some time talking about uh, the kind of aspects of the movie that we liked. Have you found any flaws with it? So, probably judging from my likes, you probably are like, oh, Jesus, did he like, dislike anything about the film? Um, for me, yeah, I mean, look, the main character's family could have probably been a bit more developed. And I do think once we enter into second act, they're pretty much forgotten about. There is moments where they do show up and, you know, there is, there is, you know, a reaction um, to a particular scene that I do think is, is well used with them. But I do think they're put on the back burner where, look, that's just a personal gripe. I didn't find that it took me out of the experience or anything like that. And... I do think at times the film can be a bit cheesy. Again, in the second act, I do feel it is a bit cheesy. And some of the dra- dramatic beats I did see coming a mile off. Um, but saying that, I'm kind of glad sometimes knowing this stuff is coming around the corner isn't such a bad thing. Sometimes there's a reason why these tricks and traits of screenwriting are, you know are nearly formulaic at this stage where you know you're where we now feel that they're predictable sometimes i think if they're done well enough you can you know you can spin that into a really good positive and i think spotting that it's more of a nitpick really for me and the dislikes kind of side for somebody that has played nearly all the gran turismo games i guess over the years i'm kind of i'm very glad to see this transition well so my dislikes are more of a nitpick more than a a true on dislike so for me I think my dislikes are a little bit more in the nitpick category but there are some things I think draw back a bit so one is 
this film does oversell Gran Turismo a bit. I understand it's a licensed franchised film, but it at the same time marketing and hype yourself up so much when some things would be more debatable amongst audiences. I don't think it's doing the source material great, and it's not elevating the story in that way. So while Gran Turismo is a very good game and it's really accessible to people, I'd say it's probably one of the best uh, console available racers out there. There are some racing games with deeper sim aspects that people who are really into sim racing quite like. Some examples of popular ones that might be more found on PC, but also sometimes on consoles. There's Project Cars, Automobilista, and a set of course there'll be a few big names there might be some, some other ones as well you can find online on sim racing lists but some sim games might be very deep in the racing mechanics side and maybe parts side but they also mightn't have as good sound mixing or visuals as Gran Turismo I think as a package Gran Turismo is quite good but the way they kind of seem to market it as it's the better in all fields is a little bit I think disingenuous to it and I felt this kind of brings me out of the story and more into the marketing side of this film. Uh, when I think really the story is the strong side, and then you should have Grand Turismo be complementary, not the this is the only re-. It's not to imply that Grand Turismo is the reason why Yan succeeded. Yan had the ability to succeed, and Grand Turismo helped him achieve that because it built a passion in him for race car driving. It also does use some moments that are a bit too dramatic. For one example, you get the main character doing the classic, you don't understand me, Dad. Or the love interest mentioned something to him about it, and he just comes like, um, actually, it's a racing skin, not a game. And those kind of things for me are a bit, mm, <laughs> that's not necessarily good writing. It feels a bit not, let's say, research to the moments and stuff. And one thing as well, an aspect of the main character, yeah, like the main character could literally commit to a turn before he could commit to a girl. You can give a bit more reasons for him having commitment issues than he's that. a young lad. Give him a break. He like he has cars and racing in his mind, not girls. He's not there yet in life. Well, one thing can put you in serious hospital. The other one is like maybe a chance of hospital. <laughs> Wait, 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 are you on about the girl or the corner? Both could put you in hospital if you want. Excuse me? <laughs> Jesus, that's... Jesus. That was too easy. Oh, I, I do have feelings as well, you know that. But anyway, to bite back, um, in terms of, of things I didn't like about the movie, despite two of you gentlemen here... Um, I actually think Orlando Bloom's performance was average and at times I even found him annoying. So, but look, I guess, you know, he is a good actor if he can get these feelings in me. Um, But yeah, no, did not enjoy that character whatsoever. Like he could literally vanish um, and it wouldn't make a huge difference to me. Surprisingly, um, I cannot actually find any major dislikes in the movie for myself, considering I'm not a gamer um, and I'm not into racing whatsoever. Um, The movie got me intrigued 
afterwards I was like mm, should I stop playing Harvestella and maybe I could occupy the XPS 5 you know for a bit of room room action um, I even got myself a Sonic racing game for, for the Switch you know I'm, I know I'm such a child but uh, yeah definitely walking up um, some kind of you know racing spirit in me afterwards yeah we'll see actually about the film we did see there were male and female drivers give me give me uh, you are seeing male and female drivers being given a chance to try and be a professional race car driver so it was nice to have representation there as well oh, yeah because male and female all play video games so the time has come for the most important part of our podcast the ratings some of you are already familiar with our rating system but for those who are new to our podcast let me run through it quickly we have a three-tier rating system. Don't see it, meaning it's shocking. We didn't like it. We don't recommend you to see it. Then we have maybe see it in the middle. There's an equal amount of pros and cons to the movie, but not enough to tip it to one category. Or, you know, it's a no-no category or masterpiece, uh, masterpiece class. Finally, see it. As you can imagine, with this category, we are highly recommending it for you to see it. It could be, I don't know, like a hidden gem. You may be missing on a on a true masterpiece. Please note, however, that all ratings are subjective and are based on individual likes and dislikes. Deck, over to you. So for me, uh, it is a see it. I think this is as close to a, of a masterpiece as we can possibly get. The little nitpicks I have are just holding the film back, but at that, they are just nitpicks. I think overall, this is a truly wonderful, excellently made film. And I couldn't enjoy it more. I think Gran Turismo is just that. It is a perfect racing film. It's a perfect video game to film. And it's just a perfect see it film. Uh, for myself, I am. Well, for myself, I will give it also a see it for me. Uh, I think it's undeniable that this is an inspiring film to watch, and it definitely leaves an impact on the audience. In terms of my likes and dislikes, is there improvements to be made here? Yes, I think so. So, while I think this is a really, really strong racing film, one of the best I've seen in a while. I do think there is room for a better racing film to come along. But for what we have now, this is a very solid entry into the history of racing films. And one that really does capture the struggle behind the scenes of the driver trying to make his way to success. And on the track, feeling the tension of these driving. So even if you aren't very interested in professional race car driving... As I said before, with some of the sound of it, so it sounds like it gets your heartbeat racing. It gets that adrenaline pumping a bit. And that is very important for race car movies. And this does it so well. And Claudia, your rating? I don't know whether it's going to be a shock to some of you. Or, you know, something you expect. It's a see it for me. I mean, look, we discussed it all. A simple, plain formula. Yeah, we've seen it before. But somehow it works. It is perfect marketing for Sony, PlayStation, the game itself. 
kind of classic rags to riches type of a story in a way, you know, kind of pursuing your your dreams and wishes, you know, that dreams do come true. Hey, believe it or not. Um, you know, it's 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 just so good on so many levels. Detention aspect, you know, the kind of go get them uh, type of attitude. Really, really well built story. Again, like both of my co-hosts mentioned already, there is room for improvement. Of course, there always is. But I think over the years, this movie might be in, let's say, the underrated category for me. So, yeah, seen it in the cinema, loved it. I would totally, totally see it again. Um, although one thing I will say, uh, some of my co-hosts have mentioned they feel this will become underrated which I do find a little bit funny as seeing the theatre planning for the showings, they were really expecting this film to sell really well. And the theatres themselves were criminally underfilled uh, with audience members. So if this becomes underrated, I have a feeling that it's because this box office wouldn't have really struck a big on release. But people had high expectations that I think now have become tempered. And that might lead it to it being underrated. But I do find that interesting. Something might go from being hyped to brought down to underhyped. I think that'd be an, that's an interesting cycle for it. Because if it had actually made the numbers the theaters expected, I don't think it would be under that underrated category. No, definitely for sure. And I, I do think with its release, I was kind of surprised it didn't light the world a fire kind of a feeling of like how successful this could be. Um, like I feel like I just had that window of Barbie and Oppenheimer had just died down. Or I think this could have swung back up, but I do think it'll be one of those kind of films in a couple of years where people will kind of go, no, that was actually a really well-made film. It reminds me a lot of um, Tron Legacy in the sense that like Tron Legacy was so pushed to be this huge, huge hit. It did okay at the box office. But it kind of fell off the radar for a while. Last couple of years, people are starting to realise, hold on, this is actually a very well-made film for its time. I don't think I've seen Tron Legacy. Maybe it's going to come up in a future episode. Mm. Um, But no, I think, I couldn't agree more. I think Gran Turismo was, it's shocked me in, in so many different ways of like, I didn't think much of it in the trailer. Where I thought, oh, I've seen Blancamp's name there, like from director Neil Blancamp. I'm like, okay, okay. Do you know? I mean, they're really pushing, you know, his name here. See the cast, I'm like, reliable, you know. Didn't know the lead actor too well. And as more trailers are coming, I'm like, this looks okay, you know, looks okay. It doesn't look disastrous. And then critics' reviews, I didn't really check till after I saw the film, and people were like, it's fine, I guess. But I'm definitely in the camp of like, no, this is actually very, very well made a film. It's a wonderfully made film. And I was delighted to kind of go, wow, this is very, very well made. Like, this might it's... sound crazy to some of you, but I'll take Gran Turismo over Barbie. A hundred percent. I think as a feel-good success cinema experience, I can understand that. If you put the two of them in front of me, with a Blu-ray. I go pick one. I'm probably going to pick Gran Turismo. But I'll mm. probably throw Barbie on after. You know. Kind of a feeling. Um, 
I like good directors making good films. Thank you guys for this conversation today and I suppose dragging me to see the movie in the first place. Um, I honestly feel that I would have missed a hidden gem otherwise. To all drivers, be safe on the road on the way back from the cinema. And last but not least, to our listeners, thank you all for tuning in for another episode of Let's See It Sure podcast. Until next week, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening.